Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is Ask Daydon Advice Hour, Advice Lunch Hour, and a special edition of it uh, today where I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the election, talking about uh, the new president of the United States, Donald Trump, and actually once and for all saying goodbye, putting an end to this season of politics. Okay, uh, that's not saying I'm not going to talk about politics, you know, ever again. But you know, over the last several shows, you know, I mean, which have been over the last few weeks, uh, the last several months, and really uh, for a, a good period of time over the last year, I've been spending a lot of time talking about Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, the you know Republicans, the Democrats, this whole election season. And so, I, you know, this is going to be the last time I talk. I spend you know, an entire show really talking about it. Um, my, you, may, you know, you may have been listening. My last show was a uh, uh, was a Keeping It Real Fridays where I just talked a lot about, you know, the, the that final debate. Um, you know, I did a, a pre-election special kind of just telling you what to look out for before you go to the polls, things to keep in mind. So those last few shows have been uh, specifically about that. And if you and if you heard those shows, you actually heard a lot of predictions. Uh, you heard a lot of things that I talked about actually, you know, going to happen, uh, you know, on election day as well as uh, since the election day. So I want to, you know, today I just want to kind of talk about what we've been seeing. You know, um, you know, the, the the country is in what I consider to be turmoil. Uh, it's been in turmoil for quite some time, but specifically related to the election of Donald Trump. And I want to talk about, you know, what we're seeing, why we're seeing those things. And, um, you know, really most importantly, what needs to be done going forward to to turn this, you know, turn this country around or at least turn our community around and, and, and how we are acting. You know, we can't control what they do. Um, you know, we can't control what's going on on a national level. Um, there's, you know, there's always going to be racism. There's always going to be racist people. But, you know, I'm concerned with a lot of the things that I've been seeing from from us, you know, as a people these last, uh, really this last week, you know, rioting. I saw a video of, you know, uh, you know these, these black guys beating up a white guy because they thought that he, you know, voted for Trump. And, I mean, it was just a lot of, lot of foolishness going on. So I want to talk about that and, um, you know, kind of just get into it. Uh, let's get into, uh, first of all, first and foremost, I want to say happy birthday to my son. You know what I mean? William is, is two years old today. So shout out to him. And, um, you know, thank you to everyone who gave, you know, thumbs up and comments on the pictures. Thank, you know, thanks to everyone who came out to his, uh, you know, his birthday party that we had. And, um, you know, it was a good time. Let's talk, to, you know, I want to start it off. You know, Donald Trump is the president, all right? Donald Trump is the president. Um, we're coming off of a very turbulent, climactic, you know, election, um, you know, a lot of controversy, a lot of scandals. You know, I, I followed politics my whole life, and, you know, I don't remember anything, you know, like what we've seen with Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. I mean, it's, it's really... Uh, crazy, you know. It's really crazy. It's unfortunate. It's um, you know, it's it's unprofessional on both sides. 
you know, the name calling, you know, and just everything. I'm, just, and I'm not even talking about the candidates. I'm talking about the, the voters, you know what I mean? I'm talking about Facebook. It's just real. I expect that type of stuff from, from politicians. I expect the, the scandals and the, and the, the mud thing. I, you know what I mean? I get that. But, like, us, I've never seen our people, you know, the country so divided and so hateful, all right? One of the things that I said on Facebook, and I, you know, one of the things I want to do today on this show is just kind of piggyback off. I've been very vocal on social media. I want to talk a lot about things that I've said on, on, on Facebook, on on, uh, on Instagram, and things like that. But um, one of the things I said was, you know, is Donald Trump is president. I said, but guess what? Okay, I'm still blessed, and so are you. I said to stop complaining about everything. I mean, so many people. I'm not going to say any names. But there's so many people who are just negative, and many of them are negative individuals, but just so many people who are normally positive and, you know, just, or just not or negative are just being like, you know, comp- every single status is about Donald Trump. And it's just like, you know, I, I'm moving to Canada and I'm doing this stuff. And it's just like, you know, first, actually, you know, I shouldn't even say because you don't see those comments anymore, right? You know, we saw that before. It was, it was if Donald Trump wins. You know, if he wins, I'm moving here, I'm doing it. Nobody's doing anything. Okay, let's stop that. Nobody's moving anywhere. Nobody's going to stop. You know what I'm saying? Just stop it. No one's moving. No one's doing anything. You're going to sit there and go to work, go to your nine-to-five job, do what you've been doing, and, you know, and, and that's just that. But my thing is let's stop complaining about it. You know, there's nothing that can be done about Donald Trump being the president. Okay, and I want to talk about some specifics about why people are upset, but you know, it's nothing that can happen. So the only thing that we can do, you know what I'm saying, is 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 be happy and, and continue to be happy. The Bible says to be joyful in all things. You know, pray continuously, be joyful. You know, and people are not doing that. You know, and my thing is, I'm blessed. I live a blessed life. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, today's my son's birthday. You know, great family. You know, a lot of good things going on. I'm not gonna let who's president pissed me off. I mean, if that's the case, I've been pissed off for the last eight years. Pissed off, you know, eight last eight years before that. You know, so it's not, you know, it's not about who's president. It's not even about anything that goes on politically because the world is messed up. You guys understand there are people who are dying every single day. People are being killed. Forget presidents. I mean, people are actually losing their lives. You know what I mean? So, aside, I mean, 10-year-old kids are dying and being murdered and shot. Six-year-old girls being shot. And that, like that, if that's the case, you're going to be depressed if every bad thing that happens, everything that you perceive to be bad, you know, you allow that to, you know, piss you off and get you depressed and upset. That's no way to live life. So let's stop complaining, okay, and count your blessings, all right? One of the things that I was saying online is that the conversation, you know, about Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or Republicans and Democrats – I said, that conversation has been very loud. That conversation has been, you know, it's really taken up a lot of people's times and their thoughts. And I said that that conversation should never overshadow conversation about Jesus Christ. I mean, really think about it. I mean, just scroll down your timeline. You know, even the people who did or do on a regular basis post scriptures and inspirational messages and testimonies, I mean, I, all of that stopped. I have a lot of Facebook friends, and I didn't see any of that stuff. I didn't see any, you know, scriptures. It was just all negative. It was really amazing. I've never seen anything like, like, and I have, you see my page. I have, like, thousands of friends. Literally every single status 
every single person. Like if I just scroll down my my timeline, like every single one was, was negative or complaining about Donald Trump. Every single one. You know what I mean? And so like all week. And it's just like, dang. What what about about Christ? I said online, I said, imagine if this was this much enthusiasm, you know what I mean, and passion for bringing souls to Jesus Christ on a Sunday as it is for encouraging people to vote on election. I mean, you go back to, to actually, you know, Monday night, Tuesday, you know, oh, did you vote? Did you vote? Did you vote? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, relax. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, chill. Like, did you vote? You know, because one, one of the things that I'm saying is that a lot of people were out here fronting, right? I mean, let's keep it real. 46% of, of people didn't even vote. You know, but that's one of the things I told you guys about on, on previous shows. A lot of people out here are not being, they're, it's, they're full of it. That's why I don't take a lot of these people seriously. Because, I mean, think, I mean, really understand what we're talking about. Half of America did not even vote, okay? Half of black America isn't even registered to vote. So, really, I mean, really think about that. Half of black America isn't even registered to vote. So they, in their mind, they knew they weren't voting. How can you if you're not even registered? They knew they were like, you know, they're saying different things on Facebook and out there, oh, yeah, vote, this and that, Donald Trump. But like you, in, your, in their minds, they know they're not voting. You know what I'm saying? They know they didn't even go and register to vote. So there's a certain level of dishonesty that's plaguing our community, right? So, the people, so you got half of black America that's not even registered to vote. But then when it comes to people who actually went out to the polls, I, don't, I didn't look up the official numbers, but normally it's anywhere between 10% and 15% of, of African-American registered voters who actually vote. So let's just say it's right there in the middle. Let's just say it's at 11%, 12%. You know how many people that are? That's not a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, so imagine all these people who are on Facebook complaining and Twitter complaining, complaining, complaining. But, you know what I'm saying? Only a, a small fraction of those people, there are people typing statuses out who are claiming to be pissed off. One, who aren't even registered. And if they are registered, didn't even take the time to vote. And that is absolutely ridiculous to me. You know, so let's let's stop the hypocrisy. Let's stop the just the, the Facebook propaganda. You know what I mean? The foolishness. And start being real. It's like, look, if you didn't vote, cool. It is what it is. Like people, and I talked about this a lot on uh, on on the last show. It's like people, they're afraid of their Facebook friends. It's like they're afraid. They, you know, they they got these little stickers. These little stick. Yo, guess what? Before social media, nobody cared about those little stickers. Oh, I gotta get a sticker so I can post on social media. Well, what'd you do before social media? Nobody cared about it. Said, like, oh my god, I gotta run and tell people that I voted. Who cares? Who cares if you voted? It's like, yo, did you go to church? You know what I'm saying? Did you take communion on first Sunday? I mean, you know what I'm saying? When's the last time you went to Bible study? You don't hear people bragging about that stuff. It's like we, we claim to live in such a racist country and such a discriminatory country and such an evil country and this is overall environment, but we'd be the first ones to go run and play in their little corporate America playground. You know what I'm saying? They set up these little... It's like you go to work, you you work in corporate America. It's like, okay, you're going to go work your nine to five, but, hey, we want to have this town hall meeting. We want to have this little, you know, softball game. You hate your job, right? You hate everything about your job. They treat you, you know, horribly, but they say, hey, we're going to have this little event 
you know, come on out. And, you know, oh my God, yeah, I'm gonna run and go, go, you know, go to this little thing. You know, I'm gonna go brag about it to my family and friends. I went to this little softball game or bowling party or you know, happy hour, or whatever. It's like, for what? You hate your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're leaving. You claim you're leaving the job. So it's like, let's stop it. Let's stop the foolishness. If this country is so bad, right, if if the government is so corrupt and this and that, why is everyone so pressed and excited to participate in this corporate America rat race, this charade they call elections, right? I mean, it's it's all foolishness. It's all BS. It's all predetermined. It's all rigged, just like Bernie Sanders said, just like Donald Trump has said, just like everyone has said. It's a rigged system. And it's designed for us to fail. That's why I'm I'm not, like, mad. I'm not, like, upset. I'm just like, yo, this is business as usual. Listen, guys, you know, governments change. Presidents change. You know, the Senate will change. Congress changes. Judges change. You know? But at the end of the day, the agenda for keeping the rich richer and the poor poorer is going to be the same. And there's a number of different ways that they use to go about doing that. You know, so I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Whatever is happening now, it's like, okay, this is expected. This is ex- quite honest with you. You know, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I'm hoping that maybe something will be different. Because things cer- certainly weren't different with, with a black man in office. You know, we already know what the Bushes brought to the table. So I'm just thinking, okay, <laughs> I said I told you I just last year. I'm like, well, you know, what what could what could be worse? <laughs> you know what I mean? What what more could happen to us? How much worse can it actually get? People are like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid. Oh my gosh, if Donald Trump gets elected, what what you mean? What what's gonna happen? We have World War Four, right? We're already at war with you know countless countries. You know, I mean, we've been at war. The economy is already jacked up. It's been jacked up. Because a lot of these wars, you know, as far as race relations is concerned, I've not, I'm a 38-year-old man. I've never seen it this bad. I've never seen race relations this bad. Even when Bush was in, I, it's never been this bad. It's never been this bad. Black, it's like the, a freaking civil war. I've never seen, like, this much attention being placed on black versus white, ever. You know, these lynchings and murders and, you know, people just like, it hasn't been this bad since since the 60s. So my thing is like, you know what I'm saying, what more could possibly happen? Right? So let's just really, you know, stop the, you know, feeding into the media's goal of inciting this race war that we're currently seeing that's, that's really being done to distract us from the real issues. There's so much stuff that's being, that's being planned and that's, that's happening, evil things. And people are so ignorant. They're feeding into what the media is, is feeding us. I mean, look, look, like, imagine if you turn on CNN, you know, and, like, literally if the, for the last two weeks or there was a week of Alton Sterling being killed or Philando Castillo and he's, he's being killed and, you know, Trayvon Martin, you know, you have these, these incidents that in an election and, and so many things take up literally weeks at a time of, of nonstop media coverage. Imagine how many things you're not hearing about. You guys know there's so much stuff that's happening that they're distracting us from, right? And, and my issue is that people aren't even focused on that. They're not even aware. They're not even thinking like, hmm, 
wow, I've been hearing about Alton Sterling this for the last two weeks. I wonder what other what else is going on in the news. Or if Donald Trump is the lead story every single night, well, hmm, he's grabbing women by the you know what I'm saying by the crotch. Hmm, I, I wonder what else has happened. Is that really the top news story in the whole world right now? No, obviously not. It's called the distraction. It's called it's being put there to to, to sell commercials, advertising dollars. That's all they care about. They don't care about telling you the news. I mean, look, the movie uh, Snowden came out. Edward Snowden revealed the corruption of Barack Obama and the the, the NSA and the government, you know, literally unprecedented levels of spying on the people. You know, this, you know what I'm saying? And and they actually made a movie, but I haven't got a chance to see it yet. But nobody's talking about that movie. You know, I I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. You know, but they're... They're spying on people. They're, they're like literally doing things that are illegal. Illegal things are happening with the government. And here we are just focused on Donald Trump, you know, and what something he did 30 years ago. Bill Cosby and what he did 20 years ago. Like, come on. You know? I was looking at uh, online. I said online. I said on Facebook, I said it's, it's crazy seeing so many unhappy people day in and day out. You know what I mean? I said I woke. I said I woke up on happy on Tuesday. I woke up happy on Wednesday. I woke up happy on Thursday. I woke up happy on Friday. You know, and, and Saturday. I said that if you allow someone like Donald Trump to literally ruin your entire week, you need more happiness and and more specifically Jesus in your life. Okay, I mean you know weeks and weeks and weeks and people are just pissed off. Come on. You know, especially when there's other things happening in the world that really are caused to really be upset about. You know, I mean, you look at, uh, I mean, I've said this, I say this all the time. Every single day you wake up, there's a black man killed by another black man. Every single day. Every single day. And You know what I mean? And that is the, those are the things that really make me upset. You know, when I sit back and I just hear like, wow. A father of two, a father of four was was gunned down, you know what I mean, in North Philadelphia or South Philadelphia. No suspects, no cause, no motive, no what. It's like that. I'm like, that that has the potential to really start my day off on the wrong side. I'm like, dang, that stuff sticks with me. I'm like, dang, what, why did that happen? I could give a damn about Donald Trump. I'm, I'm thinking like, yo, I'm a father of two. You know, I'm like, dang, this guy, you know what I'm saying, that family now has no father. I'm like, that, that messes me up. Every single day. And I just wish that other people shared that same, you know, those same emotions. You know, I mean, that's the stuff that really matters. That stuff that pisses me off. You know, I say, you know, we talk about politics. Everyone's talking about politics. They're getting so upset. I'm like, look, this is fun to me. Anyone who knows me, like Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, man, I can't wait for Thanksgiving. Or, you know, family gets together. We, we get it in. We debate. We argue. We fight. But it's all love. It's all fun to me. You know, I said, anyone who knows me knows I love to debate. You know, I said, but, you know, you look online, you got the got the Facebook bullies, you know, the Facebook police, you know, the voting police. They're like, oh, man, I've seen people say stupid things like, you know, if you if you voted for Trump, go ahead and delete me right now, you know, just remove yourself from my friends list, or, or if you don't vote, delete me. You know, people are clowns. People are, like, really clowns, like, they really feel like people care, you know, if they're your – I mean, and the irony is that people do care. A lot of people, they have no, life, no lives. So, 
they they care about those types of threats, right? And it's like, come on, man. Like, I can, I really don't care. I got like 5,000 friends online. It doesn't matter how many friends you have online or on your page, but it's just like it doesn't matter if you lose a friend because anyone who, who will delete you or unfriend you over politics, over you know, who you voted for, they're not your friend to begin with. You know, I have white friends, and you know, I've, you know, I've debated with, with them. Some like Donald Trump, some like Hillary Clinton. It's like, okay, that's how you feel cool. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Like, and we'll go back and forth, and, and it's all love. It's all, a, 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 it's called a debate. You know, but you go on, on a, you know, in the black community, it's like they're ready to fight you. They're literally ready to fight you, if you if you vote if they find out you voted for Donald Trump or you're you're a bad person if you because of your your voting uh, record. It's ridiculous. I remember a few, several years ago, actually, you know, it was when Bush was running. It was when Bush was running and, uh, and, and, and I was talking, I was at like a cookout or something, and this black guy, he was in the military. And uh, I forget what happened or what the situation was, but I asked him, I was like, yo, what, um, I said, who are you voting for, man? And he was like, yeah, hey, I'm voting for Bush. This is George W. Bush. I was like, oh, for real? That's okay. Like, well, Come, he was like, man, just you know, and he's like, I don't really like all his politics. I don't like everything about his platform, but just being in the military, you know, that's being at war and this whole thing. After it was right after nine eleven, he was like, uh, you know, this is not the time to be changing leadership. You know what I'm saying? He was like, we need to be be you know be united as a country. I don't feel like bringing a whole new leader at this time will will be the best thing for us for how we'll be viewed internationally. You know, he's like, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and support George Bush. I mean, I mean, what can I say? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how he feels. And he was able to intelligently articulate why he felt that way. So I was like, cool. Okay, that's what's up. I mean, I didn't vote for George Bush, but, you know, whatever. And that's the only way we're going to get past our differences and when we can, if, is when we can start listening to each other's points of views. You know, and really listen to. Okay, that's how you feel. I don't have to agree with you. You know, I don't have to agree with you, but I hear you. But I understand what you're saying. Or even if you don't understand it, you know, or can't can't relate to it, you're at least listening to it. You know, and I think that's what we we got to get back to. You know, so let's talk about the actual, you know, the the election because you know people are really pissed off. You know, and one of the things I want to do today is talk about that and try to address some of the the reasons for for the anger. Because I get it. I understand why people are mad. I mean, I don't share a lot of that anger, you know, but I understand it. You know, what, and here's one of the things that I, I found to be interesting. I said that online. I said uh, in 2008, many Americans, including Barack Obama, you know, Michelle Obama, you know, many different celebrities, a um, lot of politicians, they called Hillary Clinton racist because of derogatory statements and even racist statements made, you know, that she made, and they called her unfit to lead this country. This is what the, the Obamas said about Hillary Clinton. But then in 2016, I said many of those same Americans, those same politicians, those same celebrities, those same you know regular people, are now singing her praises 
as in calling her a great future president. And one of my one of the questions that I had was about that is what changed? You know, like what I mean, you know, it's weird because the anger, a lot of people's anger is coming from, you know, how could this happen? I don't understand how America could elect, you know, someone like Donald Trump. You know, he's this, he's that, he's this. you know, why wouldn't people, you know, vote for Hillary Clinton? Why didn't she win? And I'm looking at it like, I mean, how could she win? I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I certainly wasn't a fan of it. See, I have a very long memory. You know, I like to research things. You know, and see, the problem with that, that I have with people is that they were they did this this comparison. It's like, okay, I'm going to compare. I don't like Hillary, but I hate Donald Trump. So let's compare them together and say, okay, we got to vote for her. But it's like I don't have, I don't share that way of thinking. Because my thing is, if I don't like you. I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to support you. Period. I'm just not. I'm just not going to vote for you because you are quote unquote better than someone else. So I don't. No. If I don't like you, I'm not going to support you. Period. You see what I'm saying? Or I'm. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to find someone who I can, who I do like, and support that person. You know, if I don't like anybody, then I'm just going to not vote for anybody. Or I'm going to maybe I'll still vote, but I'll write in a candidate or or whatever. But I'm not going to vote for Hillary Clinton specifically because. She's running for Donald Trump. That to me, that didn't solve anything. Okay, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night doing that. And so my thing is, if you have all of these people who you quote unquote trust, the Obamas and different people, they themselves said that she was unfit to be president. And if they think about it, think really think about this stuff. If Hillary Clinton was unfit to be president in 2008, that was before Benghazi. That was before the email scandal. That was before a lot of these, these quote-unquote, deals that were made, these the speeches that she was paid a quarter of a, 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 a million dollars for. If that was before, if she was unfit to be president before all of those scandals, what the heck? I mean, of course she would be unfit in 2016 because the, the time that she spent in the government after 2008 wasn't, it wasn't anything good. She voted for the war in Iraq. It got, you know, the whole email scandal, Benghazi. <laughs> that, I mean, come on, guys. There's no way in hell she should have been president. No way in hell. So I'm not, when I heard that Donald Trump won, I wasn't surprised. It was like, I, why would she have won? I mean, it's awesome. She, she shouldn't, listen, guys, she shouldn't have even been the nominee. I've been waiting so long to talk about this because, like, I don't understand what people are looking at. You guys know she literally tried to steal the election from Bernie Sanders. This isn't just, you know, conjecture. This, you know, this actually happened. She she cheated. She was being fed questions from Donna Brazile to you know in the in these debates. She you know the, the DNC conspired against her to to to, to steal the election from Bernie Sanders. It was evident that he was the people's choice on the Democratic side. You know, these are all things that, that, are, that are true. She cheated. She schemed. She's corrupt. So it's not, a, I, mean, she, I mean, if anything, I could see this happen. Like, oh, my God, how do we elect Donald Trump when Bernie Sanders was running or, you know, somebody else was running? You know, maybe someone, you know, who actually would have been a, was a good candidate and might have been a good president. But, I mean, you know, come on. It's crazy. 
So that's how that happened. Now, another thing is this. Listen, guys, you know, you got you got people online, you know, going back to the bullying, Facebook bullying. I said everyone should know how important it is to vote. But then when somebody says, oh, I'm voting for Trump, they say, oh, no, I don't want you to vote. Stay your ass at home. And that's, I mean, come on, guys, that doesn't make any sense. You know, if you want to vote for someone, you want to vote for Clinton, you want to vote for Trump, that's fine. You know, but at the end of the day, 46% uh, percent of the population didn't even vote at all. So that's how, if you want to be mad, I said, well, you want to be mad at someone, be mad at those people. Because, again, people are saying, well, how did it happen? That's how it happened. One, you have a corrupt, uh, a corrupt presidential candidate, okay? You have, a, you have a corrupt and a dishonest, you know, nominee of the DNC who shouldn't even have been the nominee, okay? That's how that – you have a corrupt person running. On the other side of things, 46% didn't vote. Now we have people out here rioting and, and protesting, you know, not my president, all this craziness. How do you expect someone to win if half of the people don't even vote? They said statistically Hillary Clinton was one of the the least popular nominees, you know, candidates in the history of politics. She was not popular. She was popular, I mean, in comparison to Donald Trump, but not at all popular. You know what I mean? She was not you know, people did not like her. People did not trust her. So that's how that happened. And people need to understand that. People have been living in, the, in this fantasy world, this twilight zone created by the media, like, oh, my God, Donald Trump is this. And that's really what, what she paid for. That's what she paid for. You know, that's what she, that's, you know, her buying the media and you know, the, the, all the media propaganda and bias, that's what she paid for. She paid create this this alternate universe where it would be impossible to vote for Donald Trump because of all of these things surrounding him. And that's what she paid for. But that plan didn't, it didn't work, you know, because what happened, unfortunately, was people saw through the BS. People are not as stupid as she would have liked to think. Yes, Donald Trump is a bastard. Don't get me, you know. Don't get me. I'm not a Donald Trump fan. And I'll talk about the psychos who want to put that on. Oh, you like you like Donald Trump, and you say like what? When did you hear me say that? You know, I, no, I'm just not stupid. You know what I'm saying? I actually can think. I actually can say, hmm. I don't like Donald Trump. I don't support what he stands for. But at the same time, I don't. I'm not a, a blind sheep. A sheep who automatically has to follow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Hillary Clinton, because I don't like Donald Trump. That's stupid. You know, I, I don't do that. And so this is what we've got to do. We've got to sit back and really assess, hmm, you know, who who are we as a as a people? Who are we? You know what I mean? What, what, what do we stand for? Am I someone who stands for, you know, uh, corruption and crime and, you know, just everything wrong with politics? Or do I support someone like Donald Trump who's, who, who, who disrespects women, who has disrespected women? You know what I mean? Hey, guess what? I'm neither. You know, you don't have to pick. You don't have, see a lot of people. They felt like me. They said, you know what? I don't necessarily want to support the lesser of two evils. And no disrespect to anybody, but that's a stupid way of of looking at things. And I'm I'm actually glad. Forty six percent of people said, you know what? Wait a minute. Poor neither one of those fools. I'm I respect those people. 
You know, I don't have a problem with those people. You know, and 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 so that's why it worked out the way it did. A lot of people are talking about you know voter suppression. You know, we, we need you know the Republican. It's funny how people always want to put that on Republicans. You know, the, the Republicans they want to they want to suppress the black vote. Well, the thing about it is, guys, and, and does that happen? Yes, absolutely. Again, we live in a corrupt country, a corrupt, a corrupt and rigged system. So of course, there there have been attempts and you know to to suppress the vote. But what people need to understand is that goes both ways. There's voter suppression from the DNC. There's all types of corruption from the DNC. Whether it's voter suppression, um, I mean, just all types of voter suppression tactics on both sides. You know that it's just like, hey, how can we get our people? To the polls, you know, and keep your people from the polls. Hey, you think you think Republicans are the only ones who are doing that stuff? No, it, it, it goes on. It happens. Okay, I mean, it is what it is. One of the things that I said though is that you know I was having a debate with someone about um, about driver's license and, and ID, you know, ID laws, and everyone is saying, well, you know, the Republicans are trying to pass these laws that say you've got to have ID to vote. I said, what? I'm like, okay. You know, they said, it's a racist. That's racist. I said, how is it racist? I said, now, in certain instances, the motivation behind that may be an example of voter suppression tactics. You know, but at the end of the day, I believe that everyone should have an ID to vote. You know, I mean, again, we're not talking about you know, we're, I mean, in many cases that that the people who are being affected, these are college kids. You know, there are people who just turned 18. They don't have ID or, you know, we're talking, you know, definitely the elderly um, in those situations, in many cases, don't have identification. But listen, guys, listen, you know, my grandmother died when she was 103 and she voted. Okay. My, she voted for Barack Obama. My grandfather died when he was like 99, okay, and he voted up until the day that he died. And, he's, you know, they didn't miss elections. And so what I'm saying is, and again, I don't, everyone's situation is different, but whether you're a college kid, whether you're unemployed, you know, whether you're elderly, you know, go down to the, go down to the DMV and, and, get a, and get a driver's license. And if you can't get a driver's license, you don't drive, hey, Get a state ID. You need a driver's license to do anything in this country. You got to, you know, buy cigarettes, buy alcohol. You want to use a debit card. Oh, let me see your driver's license real quick. Let me see your ID. You got to, you know, you want to go to a bank. You want to open up a bank account. You, you got to, I've been in banking for 10 years, 12 years. That was my career for a long time. You can't do any form of banking without a driver's license or some type of state-issued ID. And if people are saying, I don't feel this way, but if people want to act like, oh, you got to vote, and voting is so important, well, if voting is so important, then, get, then treat it as such. Then go get your driver's license. Go get an identification card, a state-issued ID card. And if it's not, you know what I'm saying, if, it, if it's that hard, if it's, you know, if it's that much of an issue, then guess what? You don't need to be voting, period. 
know, it is what it is. And I'm sick of people acting like. Now, again, I'm not saying that people that there are that the motivation behind these laws in many cases is not racist. But don't give these guys ammunition. Go get your driver's license. I'm sick of making excuses for ignorance. And again, I'm not talking about the extenuating circumstances because those are a fraction of the issue. You know, you're elderly and you moved here from somewhere else and you can't get your birth certificate, so it's like 100% impossible in this huge thing to get a, you know, to get a, a, a you know, an identification card. Like, okay, you know, I mean, how, how often does that happen? You know, I'm talking about the majority. I'm talking about these kids who just are lazy and don't get, don't have licenses, don't feel like going to the DMV. People who just don't do it, who can do it but choose not to. Those people are ignorant. They don't need to be voted. If you're too lazy and you're too ignorant to go get an ID, then you don't need to vote, period. So let's not blame the Republicans. Let's not blame anybody for people out here who can't vote or who are being turned away at the polls because they don't have ID. Come on, go get your driver's license. Don't be stupid. Again, we're not talking about the disabled. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't get to the, to the okay, cool, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the, the thousands of kids out here and, and, you know, people who just don't feel like going to get an, an ID card but, but, but want to vote. Come on. And don't, don't know anything about the candidates. You know what I'm saying? Don't know anything about the candidates, but they just want to vote for whoever everybody's telling them to vote for. If, if that's the case, if you're just going in there pushing buttons, you don't need to be voting. You know, you don't need to be voting. Yeah, you know that's what people do a lot of times, right? They let you go in there, you close the curtain. First two questions, okay, President of the United States, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. Okay, I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. I know that's, that's what the media is telling me. That's what my friends are telling me to do. Vote for Hillary Oh, never Trump. Okay, cool. Boom, click. Hmm. Oh, Who, who's this person? Get to the local level. Like, hmm, who's that? Who's that? Hmm, I don't know. I'm just going to Democrat down, Democrat down the line. And it's funny, I walked into the, uh, and I look at stuff differently now that I've been, you know, in book radio and, you know, re- reporting on this stuff. I'm going to my, my polling center, and there's always people out there. There's always people out there passing out flyers, and they, you know, they pass out this uh, little voting card, and it's basically telling you who to vote for. I'm like, you know, I, I, here, take this. I'm like, oh, what's this? No, it just tells you who to vote for. I'm like, well, I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I took it just kind of see what was on it. I'm like, I, I've done my research. I know who I'm voting. I don't need you to tell me who I'm voting for. And uh, it was a, it was just a, a whole Democratic ticket. And I asked, I'm like, well, where's the where's the rest of them? Where's the Republican? You don't have another one? No. Nah, what you mean? What you need that for? I'm like, I'm messing with you, man. It's cool. Don't worry about it. You know, and it's funny. People don't even want you. You know what I mean? To to they don't want you to vote. Just to vote. They want you to vote for who they want you to vote for. You know, I said online, I said this election season has been funny. I said some of these Facebook postings have been quite comical. I said that it's fine not to vote for Donald Trump. I said that's cool, whatever. You don't want to vote for Trump, cool. People are out here acting like Hillary Clinton is the second coming of Rosa Parks or Harriet Tubman or somebody. They act like Harriet Tubman is on on the ballot. You know, I said that, listen, I said Hillary Clinton is nothing more than an opportunistic career politician who who stopped caring about blacks the second after the last vote is, is cast. I said, she's no, you know, black activist or, you know, or someone who's been championing for, you know, for, for African-American rights 
And and the funny thing is about it, you know, she did, she didn't even have a platform. And if you really think about it, you ask yourself, like, what was Hillary Clinton like? For example, was uh, like even Barack Obama, you know, his whole thing was was healthcare. You know what I mean? Like that was what the, the the main thing that he ran on. Like he's like, you know, I want to get this healthcare bill passed. And even throughout his years in office, he he had really taken on gay rights and gay marriage as as like that was like his thing. You know, you look at somebody like even Michelle Obama, like, okay, her passion is physical fitness, you know. Um, but it's just like, you know, even Nancy Reagan, you know, just say no to drugs, like, just said. But it was like Hillary Clinton, she was just like a, a follower. She had no real plan. Like, even Donald Trump, his whole thing, like, what, what's Donald Trump's passion about? Immigration reform, right? That was his thing. Okay, I'm going to build a wall like that. Okay, cool. You may agree with that. You may not agree with that. Even the terrorist thing. I want to keep Muslims out. I want to ban, you know, immigration from other countries. Okay, cool. You may not agree, but that's what he stood for. That's what you know, he ran on. You either respected it or you didn't. But what was Hillary Clinton's passion? What was she passionate about? What was, like, her main thing that she said, when I get in office, X, Y, and Z? I'll wait. Let me know. Guess what? She didn't have one. You know, what she wanted to do is just kind of piggyback off of Bernie Sanders stuff. She wanted to piggyback off of Barack Obama stuff. And that's when people see through it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that people saw through her foolishness and people saw through her BS and didn't elect her to office. I'm so glad about that. You know, my happy Donald Trump is in office. I mean, I don't, you know, it is, like I said, it is what it is. I'm not mad. I'm not happy. I'm just, you know, it is, he's just the president. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm happy. I was, I had a, I went to bed happy. I woke up Tuesday, I mean Wednesday morning, happy that Hillary Clinton wasn't in office. You know, I mean they could have had Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, John Kate, like anybody could have been elected because you know it is what it is. I understand politics. It doesn't really matter who sits in the office because the agenda is the same. I get that. I've always gotten that. I shouldn't say I've always gotten but I've known that for a very long time. But I'm happy that Hillary Clinton is now taking walks in the park. You know what I mean? She was, you guys see that she was spotted, you know, hiking, and somebody, you know, ran into her and took a selfie with her, like that Wednesday, drowning her sorrows away in the mountains. You know, so, so that's a lot of the stuff that was leading up to the election. That is a lot of, hopefully, that sheds light on, you know, why it happened, you know, or what what the environment was like leading up to Election Day and why people voted how they voted. Now I want to talk about, maybe for the second half of this show, I want to talk about, you know, what's been happening post-election. You know, what what are we seeing now? You know, I, I told you guys, you know, I told you who I voted for. I voted for Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I put online, I said uh, that, you know, that night that I voted, I said, while while many people chose to support and ultimately vote for the quote-unquote lesser of two evils, I chose to not support anyone or anything that I deemed to be evil. Instead, I exercised my right to vote for the only person that's qualified to save this country and ultimately the world, which is Jesus Christ. Okay, so I wrote, I wrote in Jesus Christ, and I took a little picture, 
you know, of of you know me uh, doing that. I, I, for what I understand, that's illegal. You know, you're not supposed to. Okay, come get me. You know what I mean? You know, take me to jail. You know, I took a selfie in the in the vote. You know, in the booth. Whoop de do. That's a stupid rule. You know what I mean? You vote for who you vote for, whatever. You know. You know, I wasn't voting for the lesser of two evils. That's just stupid to me. Why vote for evil at all? And people are so stupid. They say, "Well, you wasted your vote." Like what? What are you? What are you talking about? Who? What are you, like? Are you the the voting police? I have to prove and explain my vote to you. It's only not wasted if you approve of it. Like what? Like what are you talking about? See, and there are two types of people. Some people might, like, oh, you got to vote because, you know, your ancestors fought and died, you know, for the right for you to vote. Like, okay, cool. So I'll vote because they did. They did. Like, I, I, I get that. It is a process that certain people went through, you know, and, and I believe that, you know, to honor them, I, I don't just not vote. You know, it's okay to participate in the process, but you can participate how you want to participate in it. If you choose to participate in it by writing in a candidate, guess what? You voted. That's voting. If you choose to vote for a third-party candidate, that's not a wasted vote. That's your vote. You earned that right. Your grandparents earned you that right. So it's not, nothing is wasted. You know, it's so stupid that people think that they, they want you to feel like unless you vote for the winner, then, then your vote is wasted. That's crazy. That's like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Sixers fan, but the Sixers suck. You know, so because the Sixers suck, I'm going to all of a sudden become a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Okay, I'm going to all of a sudden become a, a Golden State Warriors fan. You know, because if I'm a Sixers fan, then I'm wasting my my, my cheers. I'm wasting my, my tickets. I might as well just support another team because they're a winning team. Like, what? No. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Sixers fan. I'm a Flyers fan. That's those are my teams. I'm not going to change my teams just because you know they're not the team. My team isn't good, or another team has a better chance of winning the championship. You know, it's like if if not if I'm vote if I'm supporting someone, then that's who I support. Like if I supported, like I, I have respect for the people who wrote in Bernie Sanders. I have, I have respect for those people. You know, it's like, hey, it's Bernie or bust. Okay, cool. That was the hashtag. Well, that's who you support. Then support him. Don't just support Hillary Clinton just because they cheated Bernie out the election. Maybe voting for Bernie, you know, I don't know what the numbers are like, but maybe he wants to run again in four years. So maybe showing a, a strong showing at the polls, or maybe the Green Party, you know what I'm saying, a strong showing will maybe say different things for the future. Maybe you're laying the foundation for future elections. I mean, I don't know. But at the end of the day, your vote is your vote. It's not a wasted vote because it, it's different from somebody, some weirdo on Facebook. Who do people think they are? That's why I asked, ask like, oh, who do you think you're talking to? I wasted my vote. You wasted your vote, evidently, because Hillary Clinton lost. And people, and aside from that, to how the process even works. You know, the voting doesn't matter. It's about the electoral college. You know what I'm saying? They select the president. They have power. It's not about how you vote. They can ultimately ultimately do what they want to do. 
You know, so you're just it's just, it's just a formality, and that's why because the, this government is corrupt. They listen, the billionaires that control this country will never put 100% power into the hands of the the very people that they're trying to control. You know, it, it makes no sense. I want to control you. I'm going to control you. I've been controlling you, but I'm at the same time I'm going to give you power over who's going to be put into the a main position of power. You know, in you know that's used to control you. Come on, no, they're going to retain some level of power, a high level of power, while making you feel like you know you have some type of say. But it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. You know, so that's who I voted for. I voted for Jesus Christ. You know, I couldn't, I could not, you know, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, taking the easy way out. I'm not trying to, you know, just, oh, yeah, I want to be politically correct. Or I'm afraid to say I like certain things about that. I absolutely liked and do like a lot of ideas that Donald Trump proposed on the campaign trail. Oh, don't get that twisted. I do not – I just want to be clear because I don't – you know, you know me. I keep it – I'm not afraid of Facebook bullies. I, You know, I don't care about that. If I chose to vote for Donald Trump, I would tell you I chose to vote for Donald Trump. You saw who I voted for. But that that being said, I, I support his uh, idea in, in expressing a desire to repeal and replace Obamacare. I do not support Obamacare. I, I support, um, you know, border security. You know, immigration reform, it's a huge problem in this society. I absolutely support that. Um, I support protecting the Second Amendment. You know, as a gun owner, I, you know, obviously I support that. Um, I do not support abortion. I do not support homosexual, gay marriage. I don't support all this transgender crap that's going on. I don't support any of that stuff. So, and these are all things that you know Donald Trump expressed a, you know, a desire to fix in in this country. Now, whether or not that'll happen, you know, who knows? Absolutely, I support those things. Now, the whole you know you know banning Muslims, you know, that's a that's something I I do not support. Um, I do not support that. I don't think that's a the right way of going about it. Um, I do think that there is uh, a major problem, you know, in this society with which is us letting everyone in. And I do think there needs to absolutely be some restrictions. I wouldn't necessarily put a, you know, a uh, a religion, a religious restriction on that, but absolutely, whether it's geographical restrictions, whether it's, you know, terror watch lists, I don't, you know, whatever, however it needs to be done, there definitely needs to be a closer look at who's coming into the country. And I respect Donald Trump for at least step, stepping up and saying, hey, look, there's a major problem. We need to fix it. I don't agree with that particular way of fixing it, but that's more than Hillary Clinton had proposed to do. They, oh, let's just have open borders. Let's just let everybody in. Oh, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, come on. So absolutely, there were a lot of good things I I, I heard from him, you know, but I couldn't in good conscience support him. I couldn't in good conscience uh, vote for him just because a lot of the things that I've heard him say and, you know, just a number of different things, and, I, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's okay to not to, to like certain things but not other things. You know what I'm saying? And I, to be quite honest with you, I don't see how so many Christians could support um Hillary Clinton, you know, with the abortion and the gay marriage stuff. They're like I don't I don't see how uh, they could do that in good conscience. 
You know, I, that's crazy to me. You know, my thing is, you know, he's just racist or he's a racist. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I do not subscribe to that. Um, you know, like again, being in the media, a lot of this stuff was 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 just planted and fed to us by the media, and just embellished by the media. And listen, guys, I mean, I have a history in, in journalism, broadcasting. I mean, come on, you don't you don't live a public lifestyle. Okay, and I've said this in, on many shows before. I'll say it again. You don't live a public life, you know, 20, 30 years in the media, under media, you know, scrutiny. And then all of a sudden you, 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 you decide to run for president, and now you're all of a sudden a racist. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, do people not see that? You, you don't see that that was something that was bought and paid for? It's like Bill Cosby. It's like, come on, you're you're the, like the, on the number one rated show in the world. Now all of a sudden, you're a rapist. Come on, like, come on, guys, think about this. Now all of a sudden, Donald Trump is a rapist. He's not now. He's a, a racist, a rapist. You know what I'm saying? And, and and all these other things. All of a sudden, because he wants to run for president, but he but he was under in the media. Everyone loved him in the media these last however many years. But come on, it doesn't make sense. That stuff you buy, you buy. That stuff you pay for. Hillary Clinton paid for that stuff. You know, it's, it's, and it's unfortunate that so many people don't see that blatantly. People don't understand. Donald Trump was one of the most popular celebrities, you know, over the last 10, 15, 20 years. You've got millions and millions of people watching your, you know, watching a show, going to your hotels, you know, doing everything, following everything that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Apprentice was seen by 20, 30 million people every single week. You know, but all, people loved it. People loved him. You're fired. Like, they loved him. He was popular. Now, all of a sudden, you're the most hated person in the world because you want to run for president? Come on. Come on, guys. That's not how it works. That's, me, that's what you call a media <clears throat> smear campaign. You guys know, I took a class on this. I took that was on my final exam in college. How do you do this this type of stuff like like this media ethics? You know, media. I I studied this stuff. It's like textbook one on one. How to do a smear campaign? It's amazing. I guess people didn't take they missed that in college. You know, I said, but let's just but hypothetically, let's just say, you know, you're he is a racist. He's a racist person. I said, but he's a racist president. I said, well, if if we live in, you know, we got Cam, what, uh, Colin Kaepernick, and uh, you got all the, you know, the March on Washington, all this stuff going on. I said, we obviously, you know, Trayvon Martin, all these different, you know, deaths. If we live in an obviously racist country, why is everyone shocked that we have a racist president? I mean, just out of curiosity, I mean, like, why are people mad? Why are people, like, surprised? I mean, it's one thing to be mad, but it's nothing to be surprised. And I guess people got spoiled. You know? People got spoiled, I guess. But a lot of times people don't understand. Listen, you, it, wait, the President of the United States, and this, I should not tell anybody this, but they are not the leader of the world. Control the country. The billionaire lobbyists who spend millions and millions and millions of dollars in order to help get the president elected, they are the ones 
who are calling. That's like saying the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles is in charge of the team. I mean, you'd be a fool. Anyone who knows football, you okay? The coach is not in charge. The coach calls the plays. The coach is the head of the team. But you got the general manager. You got, and then guess what? You got the owner. You got the owner, guys. The owner is in charge of that team, not the coach. Donald Trump is a coach. There are people above Donald Trump and Barack Obama. You got, I mean, you know that, right? <laughs> Everyone should know that. So it's not about what Donald Trump wants to do. It's not about what Barack Obama wants to do. It's about what do the people who put them in office, what do they want? The people who allow them to remain in office, if you catch my drift, what do they want? What's, what is, what's their agenda? So don't worry about who's the president. I said online. I said online, you know, if, if where, where is it at? I, I want to I actually read it to you guys. I said uh, I referenced the KKK, Reference to KKK. I said Klan has a presidential race. Like they say, okay, we're going to have a president of the KKK, okay? And, and, and you know, just, let's just say a black or Hispanic is elected president of the KKK. They, for whatever reason, their agenda calls for a black president. Okay. So now you got a Hispanic president of the KKK. Cool. I said, well, guess what? It's still the KKK. It's still a racist organization that's fueled by hatred. So I said that don't let having a black president distract you from the fact that we still live in America, spelled with three Ks. And some things will never change regardless who's president. It doesn't matter who's president. The same things are going to happen now that are going to happen then. Now people are talking about, oh, well, what about the what about the Supreme Court? What about them? Well, I'm happy about the, us having a conservative uh, Supreme Court justice coming. You know, I I actually hope that we see a lot of uh, change and we slow down this liberal movement, this transgender crap, the gay crap, gay marriage. I mean, there's so much stuff. That that was just. I mean, you can't turn on your TV without seeing a gay storyline. Shows I've watched for years, they're now introducing gay storylines just to stay relevant, just to be able to keep up, just to be able to keep the the, the viewers. I mean, you guys know that, right? Like every new show that comes on TV, and so every drama, every every what everything is going to have. It has like a gay storyline, whether it's a new a soap opera or, you know, whether it's, you know, even superhero. I'm watching Supergirl. I like Supergirl. I mean, if y'all don't watch these shows, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, like they're all great shows. So you watch, you know what I'm saying? I'm watching Supergirl, and they all have gay characters on. Actually, they all do. They all have gay, gay storylines. You know what I'm saying? Every single one of those shows. And I'm just like, well, dang, you can't just have a regular comic book show, just like a regular show. The guy there has to be like, a, you know what I'm saying? You got the, the real housewives of whatever. They're got the gay friends. It's like it's everywhere. <clears throat> and I'm, so I'm, I'm actually, for what I'm glad, hopefully a, you know, a Supreme Court justice will be able to slow this stuff down. A conservative Supreme, conservative Supreme Court justice can slow this foolishness down. 
What else is going on out here with this, with this whole election? You know, one of the things that I said that um, I, I said that uh, with the election being rigged, you know, everyone can should be able to look at the the news, look at Access Hollywood, look at you know uh, uh, Extra, look at the NBC Nightly News, CNN, and and they were just obviously biased, you know, obviously biased. And one of the things I found interesting was. I was watching the election. The funny thing, my wife actually pointed this out. I don't know if she wanted me to share that, but I was, I was watching it with her, and she was like, yo, did you see that? I was like, what? She was like, yo, the dude, he, he kept saying we. He kept, he was talking about Hillary Clinton, and he kept referring to her as we. You know what I'm saying? And I, I rewound my old snap. I rewound it, and I took a little video of it, and I posted it online. He was yeah, Jake Jake Tapper from CNN. He kept saying, he was like, yeah, so uh, – yeah, Hillary Clinton, and he's like, yeah. So uh, all we all we have to do is win this day and that. And he's like, oh, all Hillary Clinton has to do, and he, he kept doing. He did like two or three times. I'm like, yo, wh- why are you saying we? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what is that? Like, why are you saying we when you're when you're referring to her? You're so you're supposed to be the news. You're supposed to be objective, but obviously, you know these people are biased. These a lot and people understand a lot of these people guys <clears throat> are, are are government operatives. They're not disguised as they disguised as reporters as as broadcasters. You know people like Matt Lauer, Savannah Guthrie. They're put in these positions specifically to to sway public opinion. And that remember a couple of shows ago I was trying to remember the name of that show. It's called Notorious. There's a show on on uh, on television. I think ABC about notorious and it's specifically about, you know, these people put in place to sway opinion and how they do that. And it's an interesting show, you know, check it out. But it it's those are the people who are responsible for painting Donald Trump as a racist or Bill Cosby as a, a, a rapist or whatever the situation they want to do at that time is. They're people put in these positions specifically to do that. And it's no coincidence that they made a show about that. Just kind of, that's what they do. They, you know, there's this stuff that goes on. They'll make a show about it, just kind of rub our faces in it, like, ha, 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 ha. You know, we're doing these things, but we're going to make it seem like this is just fiction, but this is actually exactly what's going on. But, yeah, Jake Tapper, I mean, he's like blatantly, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, all we all we got to do, like, we, we, are you on the Hillary Clinton campaign team? Like, come on, what do you mean we? You know, and it's funny. I was watching, like, I was, I like to flip. Uh, back and forth. I was flipping back and forth on on uh, Tuesday to uh, CNN, to NBC, to Fox News, and it was interesting because at, in the beginning it was like, all right, Hillary Clinton was winning. She was winning by a lot, and everybody was all happy. Everybody was upbeat and jovial, you know. But towards the end of the night, they did a flip flop because see, and I don't know if y'all saw it. Jake Tapper was pissed. Like, you know, I mean, you saw he was pissed. Like Matt Lauer and whoever else was on there, like the uh, what's uh, what's the guy's name? Chuck Todd and all like all those guys. Even uh, Van Jones, like this, those guys were pissed off. This guy Van is crying. It's like, please, you guys are supposed to be here objectively reporting this thing. But Fox News, they were happy. They're bouncing around. You know what I'm saying it's like you can tell who's who. You can tell who's playing what role. But yeah, these guys were really. They were, oh my gosh, yeah. It's just if you look at it, I forget the guy's name. The main guy who was moderating the CNN the whole night, forget his name, but
But he was he was all pissed off. He was like depressed, like somebody shot his dog. He's like, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's possible, but I mean, I'm just looking at it and it just I I don't know. It just uh, I don't see it happening for Hillary Clinton. I mean. She's gonna she's gonna need a miracle. I mean, he was like really upset. I'm like, yo, relax. You know what I'm saying? Like, chill. You're supposed to be objective. You're the news. <laughs> Whatever. No. So that's that's you know election day. That's the day of. Let's look at what's been going on since then. Okay. We we're seeing riots. We're seeing protests. We're seeing hashtags. Not my president. Now let's let's just look at this for a little bit. Let's just look at this. Hillary Clinton, okay, and I said this earlier in the show. Hillary Clinton cheated. She she cheated. Like that was revealed. She she tried to the DNC tried to rig the election. Cheated Bernie Sanders out of the nomination. There were a number of other things that happened that revealed that the DNC ran and Hillary Clinton specifically, ran a dishonest campaign, okay? And that's not even talking about the media bias. That's just internal things within the DNC. They cheated, okay? Now, Donald Trump, now you can say what you want about him. He's a racist. He's, you know, a bigot. He's, you know, a rapist. He assaults women. That's all well and good. That's fine. But as far as we know, as far as I've seen, this was a fair election. You know, or I should say, he did not do anything that would constitute someone saying, I don't think anyone, that, I, I've heard a lot of things, but that, cheating was not one of those things. He did not cheat. This was, this was a fair election. In fact, people were getting on him. They were saying, he was saying that it was rigged. And you know what I'm saying that it was, but but and people were getting on him for saying that, like, whoa, hold on, no one's cheating, although people were cheating. But he's saying, oh, people are cheating. And they're like, look, Donald, you're gonna lose. Just get over it. Take it like a man, right? And so now that he lost, and now people are saying, like, well, we're protesting. Well, what are you, what are you protesting? The election, the democratic, the democratic process spoke. And, and and it just so happened that he won. People say, "Well, I don't like the electoral college." Well, that's the process that we have in place. Now, if he and I even said this on on his interview on CNN, he, and I agree with this. If if he would have lost, and his people would have rioted and and, and looted, and, and you know protested and things like that, then they'd be calling him a sore loser. And they and they would be calling on him to to speak out. I haven't heard Hillary Clinton speak out and urge people to stop rioting and protesting. I haven't heard Barack Obama speak out and say, look, guys, stop this. Let's put a stop to this. Look, this is a fair election. We lost. Let's just stop. I haven't heard Bernie Sanders step up and say these things. He's just saying, but I will trust and believe they'd be calling on him to step up if it was reversed and, and put a stop to his, his people acting a fool. So that's one instance of hypocrisy. That's fine if you say, well, I don't, I'm unhappy that he won, but, like, what are you protesting? Like, normally when you protest, it's because you want to change. Whether it's civil rights, whether it's, you know, uh, you know the anti-war protest that, you know, that happened, you know, many years ago. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to protest because I want something to change. 
But with Donald Trump being president, look, we had an election. He won. You know, and that's it. Nothing is going to change. And if you, and, and if you want something to change, then you need to protest in the form of voting four years from now. But all this stuff that's going on, it's just like, what are you, what are you protesting? So that's one form of, of hypocrisy. Another, and this is probably the biggest form, in my opinion, when you have, you know, you, I remember it, like when, in 2008, whether it was, you know, uh, political uh, commentators, you know, the, the pundits, you know, whether it was the, the newscasters, the broadcasters, you know, journalists, reporters, you know, it was a big thing. A lot of people were just calling Barack Obama, Barack Obama. <clears throat> they weren't calling him President Obama. You know, politicians, senators, they were just saying Barack Obama. They weren't using the term President Obama. They were saying that, you know, that let's, if he's the president, let's respect him as that. Call him President Obama. <clears throat> and that was a big thing. They were saying, okay, you're racist because you're not, you know, calling, you're not giving him the respect that that office deserves. He's president now. Whether you like it or not, he's president. And that's what that's what was everyone was talking about. And then people were intentionally and specifically not calling him President Obama out of disrespect. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. So if everyone is talking about that regarding President Obama, then why is it okay for those same people who were complaining in 2008 that people were not calling him President Obama, those same people are using the not my president hashtag, right? How is that not the epitome? How is he not your president, but, but Barack Obama had to be everyone's president? There were a lot of people, racist or not, who did not approve of Barack Obama being their president. Imagine if there was a not my president hashtag in 2008. So, you know, not, not, because again, again, I know there were racists who put certain things out there, but this, there's not, and you guys see it, there's not this level of outrage about it, right? There's not, no one is saying you're being disrespectful or, or you're being hypocritical. And that is, it's, it's the epitome of, of hypocrisy. If Barack Obama, like him or not, you had to refer to him as President Obama, then shouldn't those same people refer to Donald Trump as President Trump, whether they like him or not? I mean, right is right and fair is fair. You know, it is what it is. And my thing is, if you don't want, like, fine, if you don't want to call Barack Obama president, cool. I don't, I don't even like Barack Obama. And I, I usually call him Barack Obama. But that's just me. You know what I mean? I'm not out there being hypocritical about it. I just don't like him. But at the same time, I'm not going to do one for Obama and not the other for Trump. Like it, You know what I'm saying? Don't say it's wrong here, but it's okay there. Don't be a hypocrite about it. Be consistent. And just out and watch it. Like it's, it's social media and the, the mainstream media is accepting of this not my president hashtag. No one is crying out, this is not fair. This is not right. You guys know that, right? Another thing that I found interesting after the election is, like, people are not looking at the percentage of people who didn't vote 
or the fact that people actually, you know, Donald Trump people came out in stronger forces than Hillary's did. They're not looking at that, and they're not looking at the fact that she literally called, Hillary Clinton literally called half of the country deplorable. Right? I mean, she, she literally called half of the country, you know, deplorable. She said, oh, they, you know, they should, they belong in a, in, in a bag of deplorable somewhere. It's like, what? If, you know, if you support Donald Trump, you're, you're deplorable? Like, that means, like, you're horrible, you're disgusting, you know, you're, I mean, come on. That's not right. I wouldn't vote for someone like that, you know what I mean, who called me deplorable. And, and she expected to still win. And you have, you're, you're calling it a large amount of people deplorable. And another thing that I found interesting is that the media, again, they're trying to incite a race war. They're trying to pit black versus white. And they're doing a darn good job of it. You know, but one of the things I found interesting is there's a, a large amount of black Republicans out there. You know, you guys know that, I don't know if you know that or not, but there's a large amount of African-American Republicans. There's a, I'm going to talk about thousands of people. And there's a large amount of specific black Donald Trump supporters. And, but, but let the media tell it. You, you, you don't see, you didn't see those people reported on on the news. You didn't, they didn't show you the black faces at the Trump rallies. They stayed away from those guys. They didn't show you the, the, the T-shirts that people, that, that the signs, blacks for Trump and things like that. It didn't show you that stuff. The reason for that is because they didn't want you to see that stuff. They don't want you to feel like, whoa, this isn't necessarily a race thing. This is like a policy thing. This is all this race stuff, guys. I can't stress enough. It's all media created. It's all media created. All me. I mean, if the media chose, you know, one, just like Donald Trump said, the Mexican comment. That is what, and he hasn't said anything else other than that. That would be classified as even remotely racist. You know what I'm saying? That nothing. You know, okay, they said that, but even that was taken out of context. But even you know, but that's like one comment. But my thing is, you could have taken tons of those same types of comments that Hillary Clinton has made, whether it's the super predators. Bringing, bringing, you know, people to heal, that, and, and many other things, and chosen to focus on that if that was their agenda. Because that wasn't the agenda, they didn't focus on that. But, the, and even, but look, watch this. In 2008, they did. You know, people were calling Hillary Clinton a racist in 2008. So how soon people forget? You know, when she leaked this, she posted the images of Barack Obama in his Muslim garb. You know what I'm saying? The African garb and all that stuff, trying to say different things. People were jumping, oh, why did she post that? Oh, she's a racist. She's trying to play the, play this whole racism card and this and that. Now, all of a sudden, she's not a racist. All these policies that people even said Bill, Bill Clinton proposed that were racist and even laws that were put into place were racist that Hillary Clinton defend, defends and defended you know, that were racist and now, but she, but she herself isn't racist? Come on. You know, we look at the riots. We look at the protests. I said, where, where were the riots and protests when she stole the election from Bernie Sanders, so, stole the nomination from Bernie Sanders? Where, where were the riots and protests then? 
where were all the Bernie supporters saying, whoa, what happened? Like, I'm talking about rioting and protesting. <clears throat> where was this same level of anger that we're seeing now with Trump in office? Where was that at the DNC convention? There were protests. You know, there were protests, but not at all like what we're seeing right now is my point. Well, one of the things that I look at also, you know, we look at riots and protests. One of the questions I had was, I said that, I said that the fact that there are soldiers, you know, this is just Veterans Day, guys. Veterans Day is a celebration of of those who fought, fought for this country, served this country in some capacity. It's, a, it's their celebration. And we just had Veterans Day. And so I said that the fact that there are soldiers who fought for this country in these pointless, fraudulent wars that are now homeless and living on the street is what's really deplorable and unacceptable. I said hopefully the new administration takes better care of our veterans than the previous ones. I said happy Veterans Day to all that serves. And that's another thing that uh, was also on Donald Trump's platform. You notice, I mean, he, he, that was one of his things. He said he wants to take care of his veterans. The Wounded, Wounded Warriors Foundation, you know, was one of the, 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 you know, the charities that he often spoke about and, and gave money to. You know, just really supporting our, our troops and and, our, and the veterans. I didn't. I'm not satisfied. Now, let you guys know, my brother was killed in, in you know serving this country. You know, Paul Robeson, he was killed, and that. You know, so obviously that is going to be a, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, an, an important topic for me. You know, something I pay attention to. My dad served in Vietnam. <clears throat> okay, my brother was killed. So different things, you know, I feel like to look around and see veterans, people who fought, you know, committing suicide, not, you know, not getting the the treatment, whether it's medical treatment, whether it's psychological treatment, you know, and, and, and bad things happen, living on the street, homeless. You know, you drive down the street, down your major, you know, your local neighborhood high, highway, uh, you know, I'm I'm a veteran. Can you spare some change? I don't know this whole, the whole setup. I don't know what, you know, what kind of benefits they get or whatever the situation is, but if you can spend, you know, a few million dollars on a missile, on one missile, if they have stealth bombers being, you know, billion-dollar bombers being created and built that w- that may never even fly, that we may never even use, technology we haven't even used for wars that haven't even been fought, but we're spending these, these billions of dollars on technology, I don't know what needs, to ha- <clears throat> what needs to happen, but there needs to be some legislation put in place where they should be good for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Like they should be. I mean, we're talking whether well, you can have a, if you can be a, you know, a businessman or or, or you know a police officer and, and have a a pension where you're set up for the rest of your life. You should be. If you go away to another country to fight a war, you could literally die. You should be good. You should come home and your family be. Good. You should be taken care of. I don't know what the legislation needs to look like, or you know what I'm saying. But that this should not be homeless veterans. You know what I'm saying? There should not be people not getting psychological or medical treatment that's needed, especially when they serve this country. 
I blame Barack Obama for that. I blame the Bushes for that. I blame anyone who came before us. That that is not a priority. And I, and to be honest with you, I haven't heard any candidate, any candidate other than Donald Trump, making it a said he's going to make a priority to fix that problem. You know, I mean, you I, Barack Obama hasn't done a damn thing for it. Hillary Clinton hadn't hadn't didn't say she was going to do a damn thing for it. So I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? But it's a problem. These are major problems out here. You know, um, I feel like, you know, I was at the park the other day. I mean, we're so divided. We're so divided as a nation right now. You know, it's it's where it was like a civil war. But I, it was really great to see. I went to the park the other day. My daughter had off for uh, for Veterans Day, and uh, it was cra- you know, and it's it's weird because sometimes you go to different places and you see people of other races. It's like you you know they feel uncomfortable, and which often makes you feel uncomfortable. Whether they look at you in a racist way or they clutch their purse a certain way or whatever like that, you know, you just know that. And this is like a racially heightened time, you know. And it was uh, to go to the park. I was you know I go to a white park. Don't even get me started on that. The fact that we gotta go to the white park just to be able to have some nice equipment and have a nice time. You definitely can't go play in the black parks in, in the you know in the hood or you know what I mean. But that's a whole nother show. But so we rode out to the white neighborhood, a nice little play area, good good playground equipment. And uh, my my daughter, she's friendly. Like she looks for people to be friends with. She doesn't care if they're black. And it's so great that these kids they don't. And they're not exposed to it. They don't know what's going on. They don't know race at that age, at five years old. You know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, you, you look friendly. Oh, you want to play? Let's go play here. Hey, get on the seesaw. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's swing. And they, that's just all they see. And where the parents, I've, I've experienced this. A lot of times they act weird. I get to the park, they leave. My daughter wants to play or she tries to do her little, like Aubrey, she'd be lurking. She'd be plotting on people to play with. She'd, be, she'd just go sit next to somebody, and then whatever they're talking about, whatever she'll start doing, you know what I mean? But the parents, they, they see that stuff. They, they'll take their kids and move away. And so I see that. But on this occasion, it was really great to see um, these really nice, friendly grandparents. I didn't feel like playing. I just went, it was, you know, I was just chilling. So I went to go sit on the bench, and Aubrey was running around, and the white grandparents, they just kind of embraced her and started playing with, with her, with their kids, their grandkids, and they played for like an hour. I was just sitting on the bench, and she had a great time playing with the kids, and the grandparents were interacting. It was just really great. And then eventually, me and the uh, the grandma, we started talking, and we had a nice conversation and we exchanged a few jokes, you know, about the election. You know, I, I had to act like I was upset about Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, maybe she, she happened to be a Hillary Clinton supporter. I was just going along with it, whatever. I feel like debating. I was just, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But it was just really great because everyone is not caught up in this whole race thing, this whole race war. You know what I mean? Everyone is not racist. And I think that's what we got to get back to, you know, is is stop assuming. You know, a lot of times we assume that somebody feels differently or you see someone of a different race and you assume that they don't like you. Well, maybe they do like you. Maybe they do think like you. Maybe y'all do have things in common. Turns out, me and the you know seventy year old grandma, we had a lot of things in common, and we had a really nice conversation while the kids played. Then eventually, the you know the uh, grandfather came over and we started talking. It was it was cool. They could have looked at me like they could have been racist. They could have been mean or standoffish to me, but they were very 
very nice. And so it's, we need more of that, you know. That's when we'll stop seeing so much foolishness out here, you know. I was driving down the uh, street the other day. I saw a sign that said, give him a chance. Put it out to my mom. I like, whoa, dang. And, uh, you know, it, it's really disturbing also because, you know, you have someone like Barack Obama who is in a very similar situation as Donald Trump, successful in his own right, you know, doing things in the Senate and, you know, um, community organization. You know, but he didn't really have any experience on a national level like that. You know, and everyone was saying in the black community, you know, let's give him a chance. And, and, you know, but I'm not seeing that, um, you know, that same type of leniency being given to Donald Trump um, from the same people who wanted and who fought for people to give Barack Obama a chance. And so I, my thing is this, you know, this is what I said online. And, again, I'm not – I told you guys, I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm going to be good regardless. My kids are going to be good regardless. And I hope – I really hope people – Adopt that mentality for themselves. That's not to say you shouldn't work for certain things, but if your if your happiness and your livelihood is dependent upon who's in office or what's going on around you politically, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. You're not going to live a happy life. My happiness has nothing to do with who's who's president of the United States. I was good when George Bush was in office. I was good when Barack Obama was in office. Guess what? I'm going to be good now that Donald Trump's in office. Okay? It doesn't matter to me. I shouldn't say it doesn't matter, but it's not going to affect me. It's not going to be life or death for me. One of the things I said online is that I'm cautiously optimistic that Donald Trump will keep his campaign promises to increase border security, be tougher on terrorism, repeal and replace Obamacare, make late-term partial birth abortions illegal, protect Second Amendment rights, strengthen our military, and improve the economy by making better trade deals and creating jobs. I said that being angry won't help, nor will it change anything. I said that no matter who you vote for, you voted for, now is the time for America to heal and it's an opportunity, own community. You know, real change starts with us. Okay? And that's, what I, that's really what I want everyone to, to adopt. You know, if you're mad about what's going on in Washington but aren't passionate about what's going on in your neighborhood, well, what does that say about you? There are things. We can't control what goes on in D.C. We saw, I mean, you know, we saw that based on the election. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, so you can do you can vote how you want to vote, but at the end of the day, it's going to be what it's going to be based on where you live, based on the electoral college. But there are actual changes that can be made, you know, with within your own community. You know, whether it's volunteering at some of these schools, you know, supporting, you know, voting in your local elections writing a letter to your, your congress, whatever, you know, whatever it is, city council. <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. One of the things I said that uh, Donald Trump becoming president shouldn't be a surprise, nor should it be viewed as the end of the world. I said it's commonly known that we live in a racist, sexist, classist, media-driven society. And when you put your trust in a system that was never designed for you to succeed, you'll be let down every time. 
I said, however, when you put your trust in Jesus Christ, he'll never let you down. I said, to remember that in all things, excuse me, all things give thanks. And that's what we're not seeing out here. You know, we're not, we're not seeing that out here. We're not seeing people giving thanks in all things. You give thanks in some things, but if Donald Trump is present, you're not giving thanks. People forgot about that scripture when it came to Donald Trump, evidently. You still got to give thanks, right? I mean, you do. You may not want to, but you do. That's what, I mean, that's what the Bible says to do. You know, one of the things I, you know, one of the things that Donald Trump said actually during the election, he said, "What?" He said, "What the hell do you have to lose?" He said, "Your schools are, you know, are falling down and broken down. You know, the crime is is is, you know, on a whole nother level." And he said, "What the hell do you have to lose?" I, to be quite honest with you, and this is not to sound biased or you know anything, but you know, I mean. I I told you that earlier. I agree with that. Cannot get any worse. I said, what are people afraid of? You know, lynchings, black folks, you know, wars, the economy. You know, I said, look, we have a president, right, a black president in office, and, and, and people in Flint, Michigan, listen to this, people in Flint, Michigan are still drinking piss. They are still bathing in piss water. Yeah, I mean, you know that, right? They're still bathing in pits. I mean, it's really, just really. I mean, seriously, if you turn on your water, if you went to go take a shower right now, and and your water was still contaminated, how would you feel? How would you feel about that? You got you guys know that's a problem, right? That's that's some people's reality. There are people up in in, in Flint, Michigan, still drinking bottled waters because they don't they're afraid to turn on their their waters we have a black president now again i don't know i know that barack obama did not create that problem necessarily but again if we're spending you know millions and millions and millions of dollars a day internationally fighting ridiculous unnecessary wars specifically designed to you know, to to in, invade and take over other countries for imperialistic gains. We could we could definitely support our veterans better. We can definitely get some of the, the homeless off the street. We can certainly create a new system in Flint, Michigan. You know what I'm saying? For 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 people to be able to drink clean water. I mean, the, I don't care like what else is going. I don't care what hurdles there. If you can do executive orders for for this and for that. You know what I'm saying? Certain something could be done. You know, and, and and my thing is, even if you know, people saying, "Well, what about Congress stopping him and this and that?" Listen, I don't care if you got to get on TV every day, all day, and make it so big of an issue that there's no possible way that they could stop. It. You know what I mean? That's not happening. I mean, Barack Obama is at the correspondence dinner, you know, on the golf course. You know, making jokes, making little videos, you know, hanging out with Jay-Z and Beyonce when people in Flint, Michigan are drinking piss. That's not, that's not okay. That's not okay. That's not all right. I don't see how anyone doesn't feel like, well, I do see that because it's not the media is not making it an issue. That was an issue for a few weeks, and people act like it was over. You know, you got people still living in poverty in Haiti 
the Clinton Foundation is stealing all the money from Haiti. Nobody's talking about that. You know, got I mean, they're literally stealing the camp, the uh, the, the release money from from the Haiti, the Haitian citizens. Media is not talking about it. Everyone forgot about Flynn. You know, so I mean, it's crazy out here. Everyone now, people say, well, oh, now you know, Donald Trump is gonna, he's going back on his promise to repeal Obamacare and this and that. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Let me tell you about this. I said that the billionaires, people need to understand. I said the billionaires who really run this country, okay, they're they're making billions of dollars off of Obamacare. Okay, that, that's that I said that it's being funneled to the government. Insurance the, the insurance companies used to control all of this stuff, and they used to make the money. Right, that's where the, the money used to go. But now the government said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we need to be here. You guys are making all this money." Yeah, we'll provide, you know, insurance for these people, but we're going to funnel this stuff to the government now. We're going to get paid off of it. You know, we're going to regulate it, so to speak. And that's what's happening. So the billions, the billionaires who run the government are now getting profits in their own way from Obamacare, from all of these people. So what people need to understand is that when they saw Obama, I mean, uh, you know, Barack Obama and Donald Trump sit down, and then immediately after that meeting, he comes out and say, well, you know what, I'm not going to necessarily repeal it and get rid of it completely. I'm, you know, we may just make some changes. Well, what the heck do you expect? I said that the only way Donald Trump will ever totally repeal Obamacare is with a bullet in his head. I said that real change, unfortunately, comes with an often deadly price. When you try to change a system that the billionaires are 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 profiting off of and are are happy with and it's they're getting paid whether that's through war, you know what I'm saying? Whether that's through Obamacare, whether that's through some of these other you know laws that are in existence specifically to you know prop for them to profit off of. Well, you know th- that stuff isn't going away. That stuff isn't going to happen. You know they're not going to get rid of something that people are profiting off of. Billionaires are profiting off of. If you, and if you try to, that's when you get the bullet in your head, right? Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and even Tupac to a certain extent, you know, represented some form of, of, of change. Debating about this the other day, I mean, but Tupac was a hypocrite. But at the same time, he did have a voice and did have moments, you know, where he said some very, very positive things and, and things that people were listening to, you know. And so anyone who truly represents change, it's no longer here, you know, and change on a national level. What else is going on out here? I was watching, um, there's a lot of stuff going on race relations. You know, I, I told you guys earlier, I saw the video of the black kids beating up the, the, the white guy. I said, but watch this. Now, if that white man would have pulled out a gun, pop, 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 right, shot him up. Then, 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 then what? Then, then he's George Zimmerman, or, they, or let's just say there was no video, and he just saw a white man shoots three, three, you know, unarmed black kids. That's the headline. You don't see the video of the black kids beating them up. It's just a white man shoots a black kid, but that's the actual video that he was getting beat up. You see how how stuff can go either way. Now we have a new George Zimmerman situation. Only reason we don't have that situation is because one, he didn't have a gun, and two you actually have the videotape. 
but who knows what the, the the narrative would have been, you know, if there was a videotape in the George Zimmerman situation. You actually saw Trayvon Martin on top of George Zimmerman, you know, pummeling him his head into the ground. Who knows? Maybe it, it would have been a whole different thing. You know, it's just interesting. One one last thing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, from a social standpoint, you know, we got a lot of hypocrisy going on out here. We got, you know, got people attacking, you know, and saying little things about Melania Trump. I don't, you know, again, I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I don't have any, you know, I don't care about Melania. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, I don't really follow her, you know, or or him uh, on that level. But my thing is this. I said it's cool to be mad about Donald Trump, but if your Facebook page, you know, and your Instagram page, you know, you got the ass shots, you got the cleavage, the boobs, hanging out, the bikini shots. I mean, some people's Facebook pages, I mean, are are totally different than their Instagram page. And so when you go on Instagram, it's just like a a porn site. The ass out, every, every picture is a vacation picture. You're like, Keeney somewhere, it's like, come on. But you but you're mad about Melania Trump saying, Oh, she's she's the first lady, but she got she's got nude pictures out there. I said, Well, what the heck do you think is floating around about you when before you were somebody's husband or before you had gave your life to Jesus Christ? You think nobody's got those those nude pictures that you sent to somebody? Those ass shots, the thong pics that you posted up on the on the the toilet, the toilet, you know what I'm saying? Chalega, ass out. You think some? You think those pictures are just deleted? Even though you say you, when you send them, you 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 put delete immediately. <laughs> you think that he just? Oh yeah, she said delete this. So after I watch it, after I look at, it, I'm gonna delete it because she told me to. Delete. No, those pictures are still in circulation. Down at Melania Trump because she made a decision, a conscious decision, to pose for Playboy. Okay? You got pictures of your your ex-boyfriend has pictures of you in his old cell phone. And every time he gets around the guys, oh, check this out. Look at this hoe. Look at this freak. Damn, who's that? Oh, yeah, here go her Facebook page right here. Check her out. Oh, no, she married now. She got a couple kids. But, yeah, this her right here. Damn, she was a freak. Yeah, she was a don't. And I'm not saying any of that is right. I'm just saying don't be hypocritical. Don't look down at Melania Trump because it's like so many people. Oh my gosh, got a first lady who's got new pictures out there. What? So do you? No, you're not a first lady, but what? You're somebody's husband. You the you the you the deaconess. You know, you teach kindergarten kids. So what? And another thing is this whole narrative that people president on a pedestal. You know, the first lady is supposed to be a certain type of woman. But we, I don't I don't know who what y'all do, but I don't put these 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 politicians on a pedestal. It's funny because on one hand, you you hear you'll hear people say, "Well, all politicians are corrupt or all all politicians lie." Okay, so you have corruption, you've got liars, you've got cheaters, you've got people engaged in these scandals and doing things that really they know deep down are not right and often just because that's the that's the position that you hold. We're talking about the office of the presidency, which is one of the most corrupt offices in the entire world. They know things. They know, you know, bad things. They find they make horrible decisions. They do things that are not okay. Everyone should know this. 
often and usually the wise know about these evil things that are happening. People want to say, oh, Michelle Obama is so great. What do you think, Barack Obama? Where do you think all that gray hair comes from, guys? What do you think? I mean, you you guys think Bush did all these bad things, but Barack Obama did no bad things? Come on. It's not, you're, this is a, a horrible, horrible country. It's a corrupt government. When you're the head of a corrupt government, you do corrupt things. You do bad things. So for people to put the first lady on this pedestal is ridiculous. Okay, for people to put a president on a pedestal is ridiculous. So I don't want to hear, oh, she's supposed to be the first lady. What's that mean? What's that mean? She's the first lady. What do you do? She's no better. Barack Obama is no better than me. Melania Trump is no no better than you. You're no better than her. That's like, come on. You know, nobody, none of these celebrities, none of these politicians. Remember, guys, politicians, celebrities, the Bible says, you know, we are not to love things of this world. Okay? We're not to be of this world. We're not to love things in this world. Because if you do, that means that the love of the Father is not in you. So what does that? So why are you putting Barack Obama on the pedestal? Why are you putting? Why are you bashing Melania because she doesn't live up to what you think a first lady should be like? All right, guys, I'm gonna get ready to get out of here. But um, like I told you earlier, this, this is gonna be one of the. Well, that, this is gonna be the last show in a very long time that I do specifically, you know, about politics. Okay, specifically about the election. You know, um, I want to get back to, you know, this. I mean, this, we just did a show here, guys, uh, cuffing season. You know, the, it was like a mixture. Definitely, you know, listen to that show. Um, even though I spent a lot of time talking about politics, the end of the show and the second half of the show was provided you with some very good information explaining cuffing season and, you know, why men do the things that they do. I want to get back to that. You know, the holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving whether it's Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, this is often a very, very, very tough time. It's it's my busiest season when it comes to counseling. When it comes to, uh, and, I, and I, you guys probably say, "Wow, I haven't seen any counseling yet." I just really wanted to focus or let this election stuff, you know, pass. But you know, you're going to see a lot more talking about relationships and building and cultivating positive unions. What needs to be done? What needs not to be done? And so uh, look out for that. And definitely, um, you know, still doing the, the, the holiday special, you know, call me 855-55-DAY-9. If you want to set up a free consultation, you want to, you know, you want love. More and more people are having love. You're seeing it every day. More and more people are getting wifed up. Oh, I'm married, day down, or I'm, I just got engaged, or I'm in a relationship. I mean, they're popping up. They're all associated with the, the friends of the Day Down Tolbert Show group. They listen to the show. It's not a coincidence. So. I want to thank you all for listening in, and you know, and just again, relax. If you're mad about this election, I told y'all before, go to church. You know, hopefully you guys, if you're if you're mad about Tuesday, hopefully you went to church on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And, and got right, got renewed. If not, you know, it's not too late. So, thank you guys for listening in, and uh, I will talk to you next time.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.